I'm well, a fun you guy. You have fun when they finish below 500. I'm just Captain Fun. I guess. Or a captain suit, the show from now on. I don't like the half point. Well, that's called the hook. I don't like it. What the hook How do you get rid of it? Can you get rid of the hook? I'm going to have a coronary. I'm getting too old for this job, but you guys may have won. Upset. If you look back at where the term came from, it was from a horse race. Upset when did you turn a, into Cliff Clavin? I like this job. <laughs> I've had it for a long time, Paul. Last one. This is like chemistry lab. You're I just, on the verge of next year's Super Bowl. I can't Bowl. help Let what I think. Be honest, Paulie. You're not doing this for <laughs> other people's entertainment. You are truly enjoying this. This is Orange Nation. With Stephen Fonte and Paulie Sebelia. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Paulie Sebelia. I'm Stephen Fonte. It's Thursday. Jam-packed show for you. Dan from Wildcat Sports Pub will be here at 1230, as big, he is every Thursday. Big doings on that. we got to make our uh, our official Syracuse-Purdue pro, uh, projection, prediction. It's also our first week of Dan being here, and we're doing the baseball card pick. Okay. So if you would like to uh, get a chance to win a box of baseball cards, get into Q Sports Talk right now, because I'll be explaining how you do that later. You'll be competing against Steve, myself, Jordan, and Dan for the whole box, the blaster box. And I bought Absolute Baseball because it's uh, guaranteed a signature or a uh, relic. I look forward to that. What if you get a signature, Steve? You'd be pumped up. So do I get to keep it? Yeah. Whoever whoever gets the lowest numbered card of the set. Gets to keep the whole thing. Gets to keep the whole thing. It'll be fun watching on Q Sports Talk. We'll also pick for the pizza. We will. And I, I said he's going to come here every Thursday, but that's... Yes, that, so we'll make that announcement when he's here. Okay. Big announcement coming also. Okay. And that's, why, that's why I was hesitant. I'm, I I didn't know what I should say there. Okay. Big announcement coming on on our uh, Wildcat. Because I was, I was not here last time Dan was here. So I didn't... The past I, two I, times. That's right. I didn't know what you discussed openly and what was, no, we'll what that, was kept we'll secret. Make that, so. We'll make that uh, big announcement. Coming up at 12, uh, 12.30. 30. Yeah. yeah. 1.30. He, he also uh, has not brought a pizza in either of his appearances. Not a bro. But I'm back today, so hopefully he did. I hope he did. Well, maybe you're his favorite. Maybe that's what, what, what was missing. Uh, so Dan at 12.30, Travis Miller at 1.30. He's managing editor of Hammer and Rails. That's the uh, SB Nation uh, Purdue chapter, for lack of a better term. We'll... Uh, We'll preview that game of the Boilermakers coming up at 1.30. And then I didn't realize we were going to get a guest when I suggested this. I just threw it out. I know we talked a lot about the Toy Hall of Fame last year, the Strong Best Museum of Play. Right. We, we, uh, we've we been campaigning for the My Buddy Doll. My Buddy Doll did not make the 12 finals. No, but a, the dog version of the My Buddy Doll is a pound puppies. Yes. What the hell's the difference? Well, we can ask Chris Bench. I, I was not suggesting we get a guest for this, but Chris was uh, was a good sport last year and, and came on. And He's a friend uh, of the program. He is a friend of the program. He'll join us at 145 as we talk the uh, the 12 finalists. Sand already in, so sand's off the table. <laughs> but, but the pound puppy was just, hey, I'm not getting my kids a dog, so here's this pound puppy. It was basically just here. My buddy doll. It was but a, a pet. sad commercial. They were like just walking through the toy store, and the toy store is just dogs that nobody wanted. Well, you can make your case for my buddy doll again uh, to Chris, and hopefully he'll it, listen. It's not doing anything. That's coming up at one forty-five. Plus, we'll mix in your phone calls at three one five 
437-7644. How are you today, Steve? I'm all right. All I'm right. all right. It's, all right. Uh, it's a, you know, NFL week just two starting up tonight. when you walked in. Well, I got here right before the show started, so I was tied up a little bit at work. I did get here in time. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, week two of the NFL season starting up. It should be a good one tonight. Chiefs Chargers to kick off week two, and then that leads us right into a, a college football weekend. And I, I see that the line keeps creeping into Syracuse's favor. Purdue opened as a slight favorite. Syracuse was a one-point favorite as of yesterday. It's up to a point and a half What now. do you think's happening, Steve? I don't know. People are people are buying into the orange. Is, do the people know something? Does anybody know anything that I don't know? Is there anything? Yes. That they, the up? answer is yes. I don't know about this game necessarily, <laughs> but yes, people know things that you don't know. Is there something sneaking I don't out know. there that I don't know about? Vegas. It's Vegas only a knows. one and a half. It's not like no, I know, but the line has swung several points, right? I mean, it was was it two when it opened? It swung. Three three and a half points. Hmm. So it's in, that's it's intriguing. It is because I'm not. What have people seen that I haven't? I don't mean to be a jerk about this, but they beat a Louisville team that I'm not sure is good, and they beat UConn. And Purdue lost to a Penn State team that isn't very. We don't know how good they, they are, are, and then and they beat an FCS squad. So I think there are questions on both sides. So maybe it's a pick 'em. And that's right. Well, that's what it, it feels is. like. That's yeah. That's what it feels like. But uh, Syracuse has the home field. SU's got the mojo, and uh, and so the the line has swung into uh, into SU's favor. Um, you want to get to some Garrett Williams sound? Sure. You don't want to hit the. Uh... It's it, that's up to you. Do you no, want to no, yeah, talk that's, NFL? That's, that's, that's talk issue. Yesterday we that, no, we not. got off SU football for. Uh, let's not talk that because no? I don't have the sound. You don't have the sound. <laughs> okay. Yesterday, we tried to talk something other than SU football for one segment, and you complained about how we were talking something other than SU football. So I thought we would start the show with SU football today. We can do that in the next segment. All right, it's coming. Here we go. It's opening as we speak. Jordan is on the ball. There we go. Look at this. We'll hear a little bit of Garrett Williams as soon as this stuff opens up. We've got Garrett Williams, and we've got Purdue head coach Jeff yes, Brown let's go. to hear from. Here so I don't, I don't know, for what, what do you have uh, access to? I got everything. All right, well, let's just let's start with the first one from Garrett Williams about what he thinks this season could be. Did you get a sense last year that, hey, you know what, we were on the brink, but we just got to figure out the little things to get us over the top? Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, a lot of us came back, obviously, too, so we all kind of understood, like, we were one play away from being not just bowl eligible, but having, like you said, eight, nine uh, wins in the season, so... Um, us coming back, knowing we had to do, I mean, I feel like it just gave us extra motivation. And like I said, so far it's worked out, and we just hope to keep it rolling. All right, so this is Garrett Williams from the ACC Network. And uh, got the question. Awesome. We, we got the question in there as well. Um, let's, uh, let's hear from Garrett Williams on, uh, on the offense doing its job, which is, is helping the defense in return. I mean, yeah, I saw, I saw in the stat book that he hadn't done an interception yet. Um, you know, hopefully I'm, I'm the first one. If not, I hope any of us are the first one, and hopefully get him to throw multiple. Um, he's a great quarterback, though, and he's, he's got a lot of good weapons, so it's going to be a lot of fun, though. All right, so that was Garrett Williams on Aiden O'Connell, who is yet to throw an interception. It's okay, Paulie. Um, are you in the? Uh, are you in any uh, survivor pools, Steve? I just wanted to know. <laughs> That's you, an inside joke. You threw this. You 
I went like this. Throw, you, I said like this. Oh, I went like this. I gave you a three. The next one. All right. I'm sorry. No, I, I, I went like this. Three. Okay. Three. You're I held up three <laughs> fingers. <ready> for <laughs> I held up three fingers. It's amazing because obviously it gives us a lot of time. Uh, it gives us time to uh, to rest. Obviously, you know that's a very big thing for us. Uh, going out there on the field, being fresh, and I feel like you've seen it on the field. So uh, so far, we're playing with a lot of energy just because uh, we have we have a lot of energy, you know, and that's something we hadn't had in the past. And um, we're really thankful for what they've done so far. You know, Steve. I said, you know, I don't know. I don't mean to be a smarty pants, but I said that about the offense. Like every uh, Steve from North Syracuse called in and said, hey, he hasn't, uh, you know, Sean Tucker hasn't busted a, a long run yet. They don't need it. He's averaging four. You know, if you do, if you do four plus, you know, times three, that's 12. That's a first down. And, and you're having, you're holding the ball for a long time. That four is right, right where you want to be with a running back. And, it is allowing the defense to rest, which is something that has been a huge issue for Syracuse in the Dino Babers area. Yeah, and not so much the the quick strike offense. Like you'll yeah. take that if you have a long touchdown and be like, yeah. okay, the defense can get back on the field. It's the three and outs that kill yeah, you. Yeah, and this team hasn't really done that. And again, it's early, and it's two opponents, and one of them was UConn. And you know, Syracuse scored on seven straight possessions to open the game against UConn. But it is a good point that. Yeah, I mean, all of that adds up. A lot of three and outs in a row. You're going to get so the like you know, defense going to get tired. That was that was great math. Three. It keeps you ahead of the chains. Yes. You know, first and ten turns into second and six, which turns into third and two. Like that, it keeps you ahead of the chains. Keeps you on schedule. If you're only getting three yards, Steve. Not enough. That's nine. <laughs> that's not that's enough. Not you're, enough. You're punting on but fourth and one. If you're averaging four yards, you're at twelve, and that's a first down. <laughs> you can do that little hand gesture on your third run. That is brilliant. That yes, is, that is good math. Very important. That is good math. Yeah, I, I, you know, we're joking about it, but it is important to, no, to really give the defense is. some rest. And, and I think that, you know, that may be, you know, we've seen the defense give up a couple of big plays in both games. Uh, you know, against Louisville, it was one long run and a trick play. Against UConn, it was, uh, you know, a short pass that went the distance and a, and a run that, you know, Justin Barrett kind of took a bad angle on and the guy went the distance. But, you know, you'll see those bigger the the big plays. You'll see them increase when the defense is tired, and they really haven't been tired uh, to this point. And they've done a nice job getting off the field on third down. I mean, that's another thing. The defense is doing its job, but the offense doing its job is is certainly helping. Uh, you mentioned that you know the line has swung into SU's favor, and you said you know what what does Vegas know that we don't know? Uh, it could be that you know people are starting to. Uh, to realize Syracuse might have a pretty good team this year. I think people are still asleep right now, but I feel like we're just going to keep uh, waking people up because uh, not only are we playing good football, but I feel like it's fun to watch for everybody. Yeah, so maybe people are waking up, Polly, to Syracuse football. Yeah, and, and I don't care if it's fun to watch. Wins are, to win. Yes, yeah. that's right. That, I'll go back to the four yards. Four yards isn't fun to watch, but I'll take it. I, I've been deprived of wins. I was You've like, been deprived of yes, wins. Yes, I'm a fan. I've, I'm the voice of the fans, Steve, and I've said this to you multiple times. I'll speak that way. I have been deprived of wins as a Syracuse football fan. All right, again, more from Garrett Williams now on the ACC Network. You know, talking about the offense, uh, you know, Garrett Schrader went into last year and there was a quarterback competition. DeVito won the job initially. Schrader took it over. Uh, he's the guy now, though. He comes into this year knowing that this is his team, it's his offense, he doesn't have to worry about anybody breathing down his neck, and he had a whole offseason to improve, and I think we're starting to see the uh, the product and the benefits of that. It's kind of a thing where he's he knows that he's the guy now, you know. Um, going into spring, going into fall camp, we knew he was QB1, 
and I've, I feel like that gives him a lot of confidence to just be him now. You know, he's not playing safe. Um, he's just playing like how Garrett plays, and that's being a baller. And I've always believed in Schrader, and it's uh, really good to see him just doing what he does. Yeah, and this year, you know, doing what he does involves the passing game as well, which is nice to see. He obviously struggled through the air last year. He's been very good, very efficient. He's yeah. been accurate uh, this year to start. Again, just two games in. Let's see if he can keep it up. But it's it's been a stark contrast from last year yeah, to this and year. Going back to what I said about being boring, like I wanted boring out of him, and he hasn't been. You know, he's been above what I wanted. Yeah. You know, I wanted 150 yards and just don't turn the ball over. He's he's throwing a good ball. And he's not turning the ball yes, over. That's yes, the key. That's, I mean, yeah, yeah. zero turnovers from this offense right now. And, and the defense has forced five. And, again, if you consider, you know, turnover on downs, they, they had that goal line stand, uh, you know, inside the 10. That, I mean, they've essentially forced six turnovers to zero. I am uh, that, not a head football coach. But that's good. That is very good. So that's good math, too. Yes, yes. Also. That's, that's very good math. Uh, let's get one more in from Garrett Schrader uh, talking about how him and, and Deuce Chestnut just might be the the best cornerback duo in the ACC conference. About um, interceptions, just plays on the ball, everything like that in general. Um, if he has more plays than me in practice, he's going to let me know, uh, vice versa. You know, obviously we kept track of who had more picks uh, over camp and things like that. And obviously I think we just make each other better because uh, in games we know that we expect the best out of each other. And obviously, I feel like we just push each other to be the best version of ourselves. They're very competitive with each other. As he said, they push each other, and that's uh, that's good for the entire defense. Absolutely. All right. Uh, let's take our first time out here. 315-437-7644 is the number if you'd like to get involved. We do have some sound from Purdue head coach Jeff Brom that we could get to as the show moves along. Dan from the Wildcat Sports Pub coming in at 1230. And also, if you'd like to win uh, a, bo- a, ble- a box of baseball cards, easy for me to say, get into our Q Sports Talk chat right now, qsportstalk.com. I'll explain how you do it a couple minutes into the break. So there you go. All right. Drawing names out of a hat. Phone lines open if you want to check in. We'll take our first time out. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Watch your favorite ESPN Syracuse sports talk shows on QSportsTalk.com. Our number two of Orange Nation. Right on time again. Two days in a row. This is shocking. Oh, so we weren't we weren't uh, behind schedule yesterday? No, we oh, okay. on time. All right, very good. The heart of rock and roll. This one off of the the album we're celebrating today, Sports. Jordan, how are you feeling about Huey Lewis? He's all in the news, so you better get to know him. What are you doing in here? I think we're making some football picks, gentlemen. Yes. I hope nobody followed my picks last week because you'd only uh, won on one game and lost a lot of money. You know... Your overall record's better than mine. I started off absolutely scorching hot, 0-1 on the first NFL game of the season. Uh, Steve, you're doing you're doing pretty well for yourself, my man. I'll take 3-2. and two. You're very easily in the lead. 5-0 and oh this week. I got it. I got this. So, uh, for a reminder for everybody. I'm a radio professional. Go ahead. We're doing ACC games, except games against like FCS opponents because they don't put out spreads. And we're doing NFL games. All right. Do you want to do do how do we do this? Do we do your lock first or do we do our picks first? You're the producer. I will say, uh, I'm kind of salty about last week, so I have two locks. I'll get them. Is, out it, of the is this your lock? One of them is. It is one of them. I can't. I can't tell you before you make the. No, picks. because That's I know you like that game, and I, you convinced me, so it's one of my games. All right, then we'll do you after. 
then if we we don't want you leading the witnesses. All right, Steve, you want to go first? You want me to go first in our weekly? It doesn't matter. Pickarama, we'll call this segment. Go for it. We get imaging done for that. It's time for Pickarama on Orange Nation. I like uh, Liberty uh, plus 16 and a half at Wake Forest. That's a lot of spread. And I'm going to go Liberty plus 16 and a half at number 19, Wake Forest, because I'm not sold on them yet, Steve. Okay. I, I could see that happening. Um, I'm going to start college football as well. Jordan was talking about this game the other day, and he he convinced me. Uh, Louisville at home, uh, plus two and a half. So two and a half point underdogs against Florida State. Uh, all the money's coming in on Florida State, yet the line is holding steady. So Jordan has convinced me that's fishy. Um, I liked what I saw to Louisville last week. The, the way they went on the road, they beat uh, Central Florida in Orlando. This is their first home game. I'm going to take Louisville. I think Louisville's going to win the game. All right, Steve, I'm going to stick to my convictions. And I'm a man of principles. NC State. And I said that NC State isn't very good, and I'm going to stand by that. I'm going to take Texas Tech plus 10 at the Wolfpack. And I'm confident in it. Lock it up. Lock it up, Give me, says. Show me the money, as the kids would say. I've only picked four. I'm still I'm still debating what my fifth pick is going to be, but I'm going to jump into the NFL. Uh, Giants, listen, I, I, I'm i buying into them at least for this week. Two-point favorite at home against Carolina. It is a home game. They're obviously coming off that feel-good win. Uh, Carolina did not look good in the opener. Aren't all wins feel good, Steve? Well, that one in particular. I mean, Day Bulls debut and to go for two and to win that, you know, obviously they were fortunate on a missed field goal at the end. I would say feel good wins and feel bad losses are every week. You know what I mean though, right? I mean, yeah, it's not yeah. like they won by ten. It yeah. was a that was a feel good win, the way that they, they got it done there in the, the closing minutes. They came back from a big deficit. Uh I'll take the Giants to win that game. So give me the Giants. All right. Steve, I like my. Uh, uh, this isn't a. Uh, this isn't a pick that I make because I'm a fan. I make this pick because I understand the NFL, and Pittsburgh is going to thump the New England Patriots. They're going to win by ten. I'm going Pittsburgh, uh, as they are uh, two point dogs to New England. I'm going to take Pittsburgh to win that game straight up. Jordan doesn't like it. Jordan's shaking his head. I'm I'm skeptical of that game as well. Okay, you guys be skeptical. Um, skeptical, whatever that word is. I'm gonna go with the. I'm gonna go to the the other game involving uh, the New York team on Sunday. Bills obviously play Monday, but I'm gonna go to that Jets Browns game. Browns favored by six and a half. There's the whole hook situation uh, working with that one, where you know it's like Vegas wants you to take the Browns. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna bite. I'm gonna take the Browns to win by a touchdown or more against the the Joe Flacco led Jets. All right, I'm going to stay in the NFL, Steve, as we move right along. I'm going to stick with my do not sleep on the Baltimore Ravens, my friends, and do not sleep on them. I will take them minus three and a half uh, at home versus the Finns. The so, Dolphins will make you cry this week. Right before you said that about the Ravens, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna that's going to be my fifth pick. So I, I'm going to give me the Ravens as well, Jordan. What's your logic? Come on, break it down, sports analyst. My logic is I think the Ravens are the better team. They're at home, and then Jordan has taught me to look at the hook and what Vegas wants you to do, and then generally speaking, you go against it. 
So, yeah, I think the Ravens win by a, a touchdown or more. You're not going to believe this pick, Steve. I was leaning one way, and now I'm leaning the other way. The Buffalo Bills. You coward. Don't change what you told me. I, I, I was thinking, because you know what? It's against, I was thinking about last year's game against Tennessee and what happened. And I was thinking the, the, the game's going to be close. And then I'm going to realize, then I realized the Bills are going to thump them because of what happened last year. I'm going to take the Bills minus 10 at home against the Tennessee Titans. Is that your Paulie Sibilia lot of spread pick of the day? No, that is uh, not. Oh, my well, lot, you, have, my, you have a lot of spread everywhere. My my uh, my pick of the week is um, Pitt, Pittsburgh is a lock to beat New England. A lock. Your lot of spread pick is Liberty plus 16 and a half. That's a lot of spread. Well, yeah, well, that's them um, to cover. Yeah. I, I would never bet someone to win by that much. I'm going to go, uh, my last pick's a lot of spread, too. I'm going to go Rams at home. Take it on the Falcons, 10.5-point favorites. Uh, the Rams have had a lot of time to think about that opening night loss to the Bills. I think that they're a good team. I think they're going to show that they're a good team, and I think they are going to blow out the Falcons. Okay. The Don't picks sleep are, on the Falcons. You guys are sharing some picks. Uh, that's always fun. I think we shared one. You shared one. Yeah. So that'll happen. Do I mean pick something different? I'll no, pick no, something no, different. No, 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 no. Okay. Because we're not I'm at do that the point. same thing. I'm going to share one with each of you, or with one of you, and I'm going to completely disagree with the other. Steve, you uh, you already said what I said about Louisville. Louisville opening only two and a half point underdogs with Florida State having beat LSU. It was a close game, I know, but I think Jordan Travis and FSU have looked really good. That line shocked me. Give me Louisville plus two and a half for my lock, and uh, I, I think they win straight up. And then here's the other one, and this is another example of if the line is fishy, you got to catch it. There is no reason, as a Patriots fan, that this team should be favored to beat Pittsburgh. I don't care if T.J. Watt's not going to play. No player is worth three points except maybe a starting quarterback. The fact that New England is favored in this game means something crazy is going to happen. And I'm going to try to make money off of that something crazy. Give me New England, minus two, right the ship, one and one. We're coming for you, Buffalo. Thank you. Is that a homer pick for you? I love that the thank you is That's cut a great pick. Thank you. It's a great pick. The line is sketchy. TJ Watt, it's on the road, dude. TJ Watt out is not worth three points. It just... It doesn't make any well, sense. Well, it could be whatsoever. that Mitch Trubisky's the Steelers quarterback. I don't care, though. I don't care. Like, the Patriots' offense was atrocious against Miami. The defense, honestly, probably isn't going to be much better. That team has no business being favored on the road. I think I disagree with both of Jordan's picks. That's good. That means I they're would probably going to win. I would not touch that Louisville game at all. I, I don't know what would make you think that they're going to win. That exactly. Game. That's why you take it. The people in Vegas making these odds are significantly smarter than you and I. Listen, I know I, trust them. I know Central Florida is, does not have the reputation of LSU, but did you watch any of the Louisville Central Florida game last week? Brian? No, Steve, I have a, a okay. life. Thank All right. you. Well, they they didn't look bad. Let's put it that way. It was a good win on the yeah. road. Um, I, I think it's a very even matchup, and it's at home. And and like you said, Jordan, it. The the line is it's a weird line. I don't. I'm pretty sure Florida State too. They didn't play a game last week after playing LSU, so they've just been sitting around for a couple weeks um, now. Haven't had a week, right? Because they had the week zero game, right? Yeah. They played what Duquesne in the the haven't first. Haven't had week. that extra week to prepare. That wouldn't help at all. All I'm saying is those are both sketchy lines, so I'm going after them. Anything else stand out to you, Jordan? As long as we got you in here. Um. 
Um, so looking at this slate originally, um, I'm very nervous about Baltimore. I do like that team. However, I think three and a half is too close against this unproven Dolphins team. I wouldn't be surprised to see the Dolphins win, but I think Baltimore is the pick there. Um, you know what I found shocking? The Packers Bears spread at ten. The yeah. rivalry game, the Bears oh, yeah. coming off a win. I thought that was a lot of a lot of points. And that tells me Packers are coming back with a vengeance. Uh, just a note, it's not really a pick. Congratulations to the Detroit Lions. For the first time in 24 straight NFL games, you are picked as the favorite. We'll see if the Commanders can make that all for naught. Last time they were favored well, it was two seasons ago, and, and they actually lost that game. So I, I, I looked at that, and I thought the same thing. It was like the Lions are favored for the first time in forever. But I, I just I, I don't I don't I don't trust either of those teams to be right. honest with you. Week one overreactions, man. It's great if you look at those lines and Washington just see won though. Reacting, yeah. And I know. Detroit didn't. But everybody's on Detroit now. They're Why? at home, Ford Field. Um, that could help. But I think Wentz looked good. The fact that Wentz was able to throw not just a McLaurin, but you know Samuel was involved and got the running backs involved. I think they could be pretty so good. It, this I mean, when you look at that as a as a fishy line though. Or no? I think all the hype's just around Detroit. I would probably take Washington in this one, um, but I just genuinely think all these Detroit fans are so excited. Everybody's overreacting because they looked kind of good against the Eagles. So it's a good story. And after week one, all these lines are just storylines and overreactions. Let me throw another one at you that kind of stuck out to me. Indianapolis minus four at Jacksonville. I feel like they're going to crush Jacksonville after what happened last year at Jacksonville. Right. Yeah. I, I feel like not. I I'm almost upset. I didn't pick that one. I I wouldn't touch. I'm. I that think Jackson, I think Indian, so Indianapolis is gonna crush them. I just don't get how Indy was so bad against Houston. Yeah. Like, I mean, they yeah. tied and then going from Jacksonville to Matt Ryan that shouldn't improved. make you worse. Yeah. It. I, I don't know. I I'm staying away from that one. It's tough because we just have that one week to to work off of. You know, what was a fluke? What was you know? What is reality? It's it's Last one. it's tough to know. Last one. I'll throw at you guys. Pittsburgh, only 10-point favorites at Western Michigan. Is that kind of weird? I feel like that you should be better than 10. If you're in the top 25, you should be more than 10 points. Road game, Western Michigan scores a lot of points. Yeah, I think that's just a case of Western Michigan. There's a certain like floor that they have in terms of how much they're going to score, and it's just going to be you know an offensive battle. I mean, so Pitt's going to have to score a lot of points to beat them by you know, more than 10, obviously. Um, um, the Miami game kind of surprised me. Miami, 13th ranked. They didn't look great um, last week. I Honestly, it was like Southern Miss or something like that. Who They yeah. didn't even It's close score. at halftime. Yeah, exactly. In the first half, they barely scored. And then they blew them um, out. I have a rule. If the higher ranked team is ever an underdog, there's a reason for it. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see Texas A&M. Well, Texas A&M lost to a bad team. So. I wouldn't be surprised to see them take care of business at home against Miami. Again, they're 11 spots above Miami is, yet they're almost a touchdown underdog. Watch out, Miami. I guess the last one we should talk about before we hit our next break, uh, the game tonight. Chargers, Chiefs. It's Chiefs favored fun. by four. You got Herbert. You've got Mahomes. You would think a lot of points, but then it's a Thursday night game. So always the Thursday, bet the under on prime right? time games. I, always, and always, Especially always. the Thursday games. Yes. So the over-under I saw was like 54. So you're, you're pretty confident it's going under. Even though it's Mahomes Herbert, that Bills uh, Chiefs game last year was a primetime game in the playoffs, wasn't it? 
I'm not even going to acknowledge that. Oh. Jordan, your thoughts? I would have bet the over in that one. If I had to take that, I'd take the under, but that absolutely petrifies me, <laughs> to be honest. Right, um, those two offenses. If you want to get cute, like maybe you could do a six-point teaser, so you're essentially paying to give yourself a better chance at winning. Maybe do something like Chargers plus 10 and under 46, a six-point teaser, or over 46, excuse me. I think that might be a pretty safe bet, but I'd I'd stay away from this one. Yeah. I really would. And as a Bills fan, I might not want to watch it either because you're going to play one or both of those teams in the playoffs this season. Yeah, I saw in the rundown you said, which team am I more concerned about? Yeah, you didn't want to talk Bills at the top of the show, Steve. You're shook. For my co host here because yesterday we tried to talk something other than SU football and he got all upset. So I tried to talk SU football off the top. That's right. (laughs) I'm turning this into a football town. Jim Beheim needs to stay in his office until. November. So which team am I more concerned about? I I would say at this point, and maybe I'll think differently tomorrow, and I suppose we could talk about it, but at this point, I think I'm more concerned about the Chiefs. Yes, they lost Tyreek Hill, but, you know, they they still got Mahomes and Kelsey, and, you know, until until otherwise noted, they're the team to beat for the Bills. I think the Bills are the best team in the AFC. The Chargers' defense has a significantly higher ceiling. you're right. Um, that's what I'd be looking at. And, I mean, Justin Herbert, he's only going to get better every single game. I've seen people who are talking about they would take Herbert over Mahomes to start a team right now, um, which we could discuss later. But my, my, guess is, my guess is that whoever – you talk about the Chiefs or Chargers, one of those teams, whoever the Bills face in the playoffs, my guess is they're going to have to go to Orchard Park. Again, I, I think the Bills are going to be the top seed. And so with that in mind, who, in my opinion, who has a better chance of winning in Buffalo in, you know, the winter, it's Mahomes over Herbert. But again, they're, they're both really good. And I'm, yes, I'm concerned about both teams. But I think at this point, in terms of getting to the Super Bowl, I, I think I'm more concerned about the Chiefs. And it's early. Raiders and Broncos could both Will you guys stop talking in. AFC West? Verge, Paulie. It's Verge talk. I've just come up with the most genius idea why you guys are out here blathering about the AFC West in Central New York? Well, the Cowboys aren't good, so I don't want to talk. Here about we that. go. Here's what I got for you. Here's what I got. I got. A, I should have put this. I could put this in buy or sell. I've created a new holiday in Central New York. All right. What? Hey, listen, listen. Hear me out. Hear me out. Every second week, the Monday, the second Monday of September, Jim Beheim comes out of his office, and if he sees his shadow, he goes back in. And we get eight more weeks of football season. But if he doesn't, <laughs> basketball season, we can start talking about Punxsutawney Jim. Roundheim Day. Yeah. Paulie, we were just talking to Newhouse students last night about how everybody hears this. Everybody's listening. We're going to get a call from Jim Beheim. No, this like, is, what are you trying to say? This is brilliant. This is brilliant. <laughs> so for like a half a second, when he when he stopped us, he said, I have a brilliant idea. I oh, thought you it, bought it. I thought it might be like actually a good idea. And then he spoke. No, and listen, then I listen. You guys wasn't. are over here. Nobody cares about the Chiefs and the Raiders. Shut the hell up. We're in the middle of football season. They're two and zero. Here's the deal: Jim Beheim, Punxsutawney Jim, comes out of his office. Syracuse is two and zero. You get right back in that office, Jim Beheim. We don't want to see you until November. All right. And he sees a shadow. It's been very, Syracuse football it's, has a winning record. It's right? been very rare that we've sent Uncle Jimmy back into his. Uh, Punxsutawney Jim back into his office. But we're doing it this year. They're 2-0. and You go practice a little more. All right? We're not going to break down your game against Richmond yet. All right? Hey, Steve, what's what's worse than Paul? Because I think we're going to hear it next yeah, time right. we talk with Coach Bayheim. I think I think Coach Bayheim would agree with me on this. 
He's a big football fan. It's important for the football program to be good. That's it. All right, go back in your office till November. We'll see you then. You can put the whistle down. We got you. All right, are you what done? What do you think? Not your best idea. <laughs> Artist of the day, good idea. That one, not so much. Yeah, in terms of absolute value, these are on the same level. <laughs> I think this is genius. You would be wrong. We're back after this no, on no, ESPN no. Radio.